0: It's time for Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3. Brought to you by The Power Lodge, SCR Northern, Thielen Meats, Tracker Boating Center, Beimer Outdoors Archery Pro Shop, SW Bait & Tackle, Oars and My Marine in Crosby, Northern Sales and Manufacturing, Your Ice Castle Dealer in Pine River, Ice Sports Custom Fish Houses, Burmal Shoe Store in Randall, and by Radco, Your Truck Accessory Pros. Now, here's your host for Brainerd Outdoors. Brian Moon
1: and welcome into this week's show we've got a lot to cover full lake reports from all across the state we'll head up north see what's happening up on Lake Bemidji, Cass, Red Lake and Lake of the Woods with Matt Brewer. Uh, Nate Blazing has got us covered here locally we'll also head out to Mille Lacs, get the latest out there and put a spotlight on Otter Tail Lake for this week all that and more on this week's edition of Brainerd Outdoors. And we kick the show off with our Lake and Field segment brought to you by Oars and Mine and Crosby. Oars and Mine can set you up with a full line of live bait and tackle, a propane fill, the perfect ice house, and even more informed suggestions on where to drill your holes. Don't hit the Cuyuna Country Ice until you hit Oars and Mine on Highway 6 in Crosby. And let's start things out with our local report. Nate Blazing joins us. Uh, he is with S&W Guide Service. And, uh, you know, Nate, the big uh, thing this week, and the, the question was the JC's Ice Fishing Extravaganza out there on Gull Lake's Hole in the Day Bay, if that was going to happen or not, earlier this week. Uh, looks like we got the go-ahead for that. So I think a lot of people finally uh a sigh of relief, if you will.
2: Absolutely. I've gotten quite a bit of feedback from summer clients that I have for fishing that are from out of state. And we're kind of on the fence of what to do, make plans, don't make plans. And now that the official thumbs up is out there, everyone seems to be happy and moving forward with the plans. And so... Yeah, I think that, that takes a big burden off a lot of people that they, they know they can count on getting up here and having some fun and going out and gull and hopefully catch some fish.
1: Yeah. And the thing I wanted to ask you about, because I know you spend a lot of time out in that area of Gull Lake. Um, the word was is basically, you know, the problem we've had with all the other lakes this year has been all the snowpack and everything that's insulated all the ice. So we can't make ice like we normally like to. But for some reason out there on hole-in-the-day bay, a lot of that snow, did it just blow away? I mean, I don't think they were able to get out there and plow it, but it was able to, to freeze normally.
2: Yeah, the key was when we got that rain here, what, a week and a half ago or so, it really kind of solidified, and then we had the right temperatures afterwards, and uh, it almost formed into it's a softer ice, but that's where most places on Gull right now, you see two to four inches of this white, softer ice, and then you got the clear stuff afterwards. So again, about the perfect scenario that could have taken place to get that snow down and start making some ice, so that has allowed us here the last week and a half to kind of get back to the normal progression of making ice. Um, we're still finding, for the most part, anywhere from 12 to 18 inches. We had had a couple spots fairly close on that north end of Gull where there's 12, 13 inches of ice a couple of days ago, so hoping it made another inch or two. But by the time of the contest, um, I think we should be in good shape. There's A little concerned with the snow storm here that's coming this weekend, but at the same time, the hope is with the strong winds that they're talking about, I think that snow should just keep blowing right off the lake and uh, should not stop the ice making process at all. So that's what we're hoping.
1: Yeah, So we'll keep our fingers crossed on that. So now the fun stuff, Nate. How's the fishing been for those that have been able to get out there?
2: Fishing, uh, I would say has been pretty similar. Um, It's not gangbusters by any means but it's enough to keep you busy and have fun uh i've been targeting primarily walleyes again um on gull and what we're running into is the same thing a lot of variation of sizes anywhere from nine all the way up to 28 inches um so it's been fun because you never know what you're going to see the cool thing that i ran into on sunday i think it was my dad and i were out fishing and we fished a Hard bottom area, fairly close to where the contest is going to be held, and there's a bunch of zebra mussels on the bottom there. On um, it's pretty typical to run into a few tulabie while you're fishing here or there. But the crazy thing was, for about three hours, I think we had anywhere from five to ten tulabie, you know, under us the entire time. And you know, uh, the cool thing about tulabie is they're a really curious fish. And I think the last several years for the extravaganza, that's been probably the most popular fish that's been caught so you can play with those a lot and i guess you know kind of some of the stuff i like to use for those is just smaller spoons you can either tip them with a wax worm or a minnow head and you kind of work them up almost like a trout and if you get their aggression going they're very curious you can almost bring them all the way up under the ice watch them and if they don't hit drop that jig back down and they'll chase you all the way down to the bottom And you just keep doing that progression and eventually you're probably going to catch them because i think i caught five or six of them just targeting walleyes and then along with that we got five or six walleyes doing it so it was really fun action and just kind of opened my eyes to I think there's going to be some good tulibi action for the extravaganza that people are going to be able to have fun
0: with
1: the last five years that's the one thing I've noticed the tulibi have just dominated that uh, board and uh, you never used to see that Nate Uh, probably 10 years ago maybe you'd see one or two up there
2: yeah, it kind of was a shift. You know, it used to, some of the bigger fish were eel pout and then some walleye and pike and a few tulipy here or there. And now the, the shift has definitely went to tulipy. And again, I just think they've had the right years for a couple of years where the reproduction has been good, which is a good thing to see because the forage base, your your bigger predator fish are eating those two very oily, greasy fish. So kind of cool to see all those fish out there. Um The other thing I'd say here is for the panfish bite, again, somewhat similar. That 10 to 16-foot range has been key. I'm actually looking at here later this evening getting my daughters out to chase some crappies if it doesn't get too ugly out, so (laughs) we'll see what happens with that. Um, The pike, still relating to those green vegetation cabbage weeds if you're in that 10 to 14-foot range. Uh, Tip-up and sucker has been best. Um, I've been catching those actually while walleye fishing I haven't been strategically going after pike, but you run into some of them doing that. Um, The one difference, I'd say, from the last couple of weeks that we're seeing for the walleyes is we've been more shallow. Now there really seems to be a range. You're still getting some shallow in the prime time low-light hours, but we've been getting some more fish all the way out to that 30-foot range, so it just seems like they're spreading out, and, you know, if you're fishing a piece of structure, you're going to have to explore like we talked about before. Um, cover those depths start shallow work deep or vice versa once you start marking fish you know let them tell you where they're at what they want and um so it, it really varies from spot to spot right now for the wallace is what i
0: can see
1: there you go and any one lake better than the other right now nate i mean i know you keep an eye on like pelican and round and north long some of those are a little hard to navigate right now
2: yeah and and actually, I was going to say that that the smaller lakes since we talked last, are actually starting to firm up. There's still a little slush out there, but uh, I talked to Sherry at the bait shop too, and she said that's what she's hearing from folks fishing these smaller lakes that you know it's definitely been marketably better than it was a week ago, so you can actually get around and 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 so forth so we're we're getting there again, people should get out a little more and be able to explore um. Most of the lakes that I've been fishing has been the same. It hasn't been real great, but it hasn't been bad. I would say the best lake that I've been on and the reports I've heard is still uh Mille Lacs when you get out there. Um, pretty much anywhere you want to go, whether it's shoreline or out on some rock reefs or on the flats, there's fish going all the time out there. So Mille Lacs has been pretty popular. I um, actually tried to get a rental out there this weekend, starting today, thinking people would cancel with the snow. And they're completely booked. No one backed out, so we're not getting a rental for the weekend.
1: Hmm. And one last thing I wanted to ask you too, Nate, and I had somebody ask me. They said, because uh, they're doing some walleye fishing, they're heading up to Winnie uh, this week. And they said, what what are we looking at live bait-wise situation in the bait shops? And I said, well, maybe I'll ask somebody that knows, and so I figured I'd throw that your way.
2: Sure. Um, it's still, it, it's probably gotten a little tougher even than it was a couple weeks ago to get shiners, and I'm hearing that pretty much across the state. Folks coming up to Malax, they're trying to get them in the cities because there's not much left up here. You might get lucky and catch a, a bait shop that just got a couple dozen in, um, but it's been real tough, and it sounds like that's probably what it's looking like for most of the rest of the winter. Um, the one thing I'll mention on that or add is the Star Trip did an article here on Wednesday. Um, They interviewed some of the local politicians on upcoming issues that they're going to address at this coming session. One of them, again, which was highlighted in the article, which was kind of cool, is our efforts to get the walleye limit down. But another one was the whole bait situation. And there's been some proposals about allowing um, bait to come across from state borders from other states. Primarily, I think it's Arkansas with some of the golden shiners. And Carrie Rood's one of the ones that's trying to work on that as well and push that. So um, I saw some misinformation out there, I think, on social media about that. It's, if that were to happen, it's not like they'd let just any and everyone go out, do their own trapping, and bring those minnows in. You'd have to be a certified, reputable dealer that shows you got no AIS in your minnows and so forth and bring them across. And there are several other states that already do this, so I'm hopeful that they can get that through because the minnow situation I just don't see it getting better the prices have doubled if not tripled I think shiners right now were 14 15 bucks a dozen and uh, red tail chubs in the fall were all the way up to 18 20 bucks a dozen so we need some help there because that hurts the pocketbook
1: oh no doubt about that and do you think the biggest concern there Nate uh, when bringing stuff across the border is is the invasive species thing
2: yeah absolutely that's kind of been the concern of the DNR Um, so again, it's more of the education efforts. I'm sure the DNR has done quite a few studies and got information on this that, that we're not aware of, but several other states have made this work and there's been no issues. Um, nothing to show that the bait dealers have brought any invasives in with that. So, um, I'm hoping that that can change because right now that's what really what's limiting us locally is a lot of the waters especially in the summer and the spring that the trappers used to trap since they're now classified as infested water. The trappers can't get the minnows out of there like they used to. There's only certain time periods where they can collect the minnows and sell them. So a lot of that opportunity they had before is no longer there. So we got to look elsewhere to get some white
1: And any factor in weather too and situations, you know, it just adds a whole nother thing with, because I know this past spring we ran into some issues too with some of the trappers and stuff that they couldn't get to some of the places they like to get to oh
0: yeah. mother
2: nature again you know whether it's in the summer and the spring the rivers were up so high there was so much current they were losing their traps now this winter when we got all that snow a lot of them their ponds that they get the minnows out of a couple of guys were actually breaking through other guys couldn't even get to them so those guys work really, really hard to get the live bait for us to use, and it's just uh, it has been kicking their butt. It sounds like pretty good this year. So
1: so if you want more information on that article from the Star Tribune that Nate's talking about, you can go to the Brainerd Outdoors uh, Facebook page. We've got a link to it there so you can uh, get some more information on that. Nate Blazing with uh, S&W Guide Service. Nate, if people want more info on you, how can they do that?
2: Yeah, you can either reach me at the bait shop, S&W Bait Shop, which the phone number is 218-829-7010, on the web, www.snwguideservice.com, or Facebook, you can look us up at Walleye Alliance, Inc.
1: There you go, Nate Blazing, S&W Guide Service. Nate, I appreciate it. Good stuff as always, and we'll talk to you soon.
2: Sounds good. Take care, Brian.
1: Thank you. All right, when we come back we'll head west out to uh, Ottertail talk to uh, Eric Osberg with the outdoor report. He's got the latest on their event OTC on Ice and everything else Ottertail Lakes. When we come back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3 Whether it's for fun, sport, or hunting, if you love to shoot, you know it's important to go to a gun shop that has everything you need. That's Freedom Firearms in Brainerd. Freedom Firearms isn't a huge gun shop, which means Russ, the owner, attends to his customers. They carry rifles, shotguns, pistols, suppressors, distance precision rifles, plus ammo and accessories, and gunsmithing. Plus, they offer $25 transfer fees. Buy, sign, or trade at Freedom Firearms, two blocks east of the historic water tower between Little Caesars and O'Reilly. Welcome back to Brainerd Outdoors on B93.3, and uh, we bring back Eric Osberg with the Outdoor Report. We haven't talked to Eric in a while, and he uh, spends a lot of time out on Ottertail Lake, which has got a lot of stuff happening here, not only this winter. We're going to talk about an event coming up here in a couple of weeks, uh, Ottertail on Ice, or OTC on Ice, and then uh they're going to be hosting the Governor's fishing opener out on Otter Tail if you're already thinking about open water season. Eric, welcome back.
0: Thanks for having me, Brian. It's good to talk with you.
1: Yeah, how has things been out there? I know I, I haven't really heard much from Otter Tail this winter. Are you guys dealing with some of the same stuff we're dealing with? I mean, we got to go ahead for the extravaganza, but uh it's been kind of tricky ice all winter long. Have you guys had to deal with that too?
0: Yeah, it's it's been it's been uh it's been a lot of work. That's for sure. Uh, you know usually ice fishing season starts with walking you know right you, you know the first few times you're going out you're checking ice you're walking well, well that walking season got extended and then just like everybody's dealing with then the big snows came and and then now you're dealing with slush um and and flooding and refreezing and so it has been it has been not an ideal uh ice fishing season that being said we've been able to to find some lakes with some decent ice, and we've been able to get out and catch fish.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, right there on Ottertail. Uh, I think sometimes people get a little intimidated, like a lot of the times they do with bigger lakes. But if you know what you're doing out there, you got the right person to point you in the right direction. The thing about Ottertail is there's all kinds of species in there.
0: There is, and and we're discovering more and more. You know, as 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 we fish it more and more, and. There's there's smallmouth bass in Otterkill Lake. Now it's it's no malax or anything like that, right? Like you're not going to go hammer five, six pounders, 20, you know, a dozen or two dozen. But uh, yeah, there's you know, you've got your walleye, um, it, you you've got large pike. There is a special regs on pike on that lake, so so be sure to check that. Um, and the perch, they're they're not they're not jumbo perch, but you can you can squeeze a few eater perch out of there. And, uh, again, not that many people are ice angling for bass, but there's, you know, there's bass, there's bandfish, there's sturgeon in that lake. Sturgeon season is closed right now. Um, but if you, if you've got an aqua view or a, or a different underwater camera down the hole or, or if you're sight fishing, we've seen them sight fishing. Um, it's, a, it's a div- diverse fishery. That's for sure.
1: And as far as for those that have never fished it before, Eric, and maybe want to head out that way and give it a try for something different, there's a lot of varying structure on otter tail as well, right?
0: Yeah, it, it's, you know, there's flowage, there's there's water coming in and there's water going out, um, you know, so you got to be extra careful around the edges, but there's a lot of shallow water on that lake. Uh, there's a lot of deep water, too, so, you, you know, the, the first break, as we call it, you know, you've got five, six hundred yards of five feet of water, and then boom, it drops off. And then you've got mid lake flat, and you've got humps. And so it's, it's, you just got to start with a type of structure. You know, I'm going to fish a, a break, right? I'm going to, and, and, and I, I, I know I sound like a broken record when I talk about this, but don't be afraid to fish on top of the break. Don't be afraid, even in the wintertime, you know, what I, I I always be, not always, but I, I believe that when those walleyes are actively feeding, they're up on top. Now a lot of times you won't find anything up there, and, you know. You got to spend your time in in twenty to twenty five or thirty feet of water. Um, but when you do locate those fish in those deeper waters, sometimes they're just hanging out. They're not they're not really eating. They're just there. So if you have patience and you can tolerate less quantity and 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 you're going after quality fish i don't be afraid to fish seven feet of water i know it might sound crazy but but they're up there
1: is it a fairly clear lake eric or a little bit on the murky side
0: super clear gin clear um we you know we love we one of our favorite activities is sight fishing we'll we'll set up in eight nine ten feet of water cut a big hole and, and and you know there's perch down there that can keep the kids entertained. Anyways, you know you're at least watching something, and then every once in a while here comes a rogue walleye. Um, and again, usually those those fish that we see up shallow are usually the bigger fish. But it's, to answer your question, it's gin clear, super clear,
1: and a pretty good night bite out there too for those that maybe want to you know spend the spend the night out there.
0: I, it, well, it, it, it comes and it goes, right? Like, there, there's that magic hour, you know, whether it's sun up or sundown, that's usually your prime time. I know a lot of guys that as soon as it gets dark, they, they load up and leave. They just, they don't. Um, maybe it's because they got to get up and go to work in the morning, but, but um, I, I, yeah, we've caught fish through the night. Um, you know, the, the, especially if you have a fish house, right, and you can set your rattle reels down and take a nap, and then you get, you know, woke up by the best alarm in the world. <laughs> um, they, I wouldn't say that it's better than those prime times, but it's certainly worth a, a, a sleepover or two.
1: You know, one thing we were talking with Mandy last week about was on Mille Lacs, how gold just seems to be the ticket out there. Is there anything that's, that's with Otter Tail, a certain color that works better than anything else out there, Eric? I, I
0: find that as natural as you can be. You know, so so it can just be a, a old school gray hook, right? If you're if you're using minnows, um, a lot of times if I'm using reaction baits, whether they be jigging wraps or ripping wraps or ripping shads, um, perch. You know that the, 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 those walleyes are a lot of times feeding on perch. So if you can match the hatch, so to speak, and you can get into those perch color variations, um, but it's you know. I don't know if it's just I use those colors because I have confidence in them or because they work, right? Like it's 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 a you know if you have confidence in a if you have confidence in a color, go ahead and try it, but just don't be afraid to switch it up. If if you're marking fish and you can't get them to go, then then it's time to change.
1: For sure, and uh, you know if somebody maybe wants to take the wheelhouse out there or something like that, are they okay doing that right now, Eric, or is it limited vehicle traffic?
0: limited vehicle traffic um a buddy of mine randon olson with lockjaw guide service he he runs sleeper houses out there and they've been plowing roads with side by sides up until today um he's found even he earlier this week he found as little as nine inches of ice so you really got to proceed with caution um you know somebody told me the other day you can't check the ice with the calendar Right. And and so you can't check the ice with the calendar. You've got to get out of your vehicle, punch a hole, measure, punch a hole, measure. Obviously, don't do it in the middle of the road. But um, I'm not say, I mean, I'm not saying you can't get out there with a with a truck and a fish house. But if you you know four wheeler or side by side, I'd feel a whole lot better if, if I had a truck. You, you, you got to be checking ice a lot if you're going to try to get a truck out there.
1: And one of the things you and I have talked about many times on the show, Eric, and, and it's kind of a phrase that's been coined is out that way is known as panfish paradise. There's a ton yeah. of smaller lakes around Otter Tail that really can yeah. produce. Has that been good this winter too?
0: It's been phenomenal. I, and I I I can't name names, right? Like I, <laughs> people have asked me on Facebook, well, what lake? And I'm like, I I just can't name names, but... It, If a a person sits down with a DNR website and looks at the the net data, you can find these lakes. Um, Yeah, we we got into a crappie bite uh, a couple weeks ago. It was a short window. It was right before dark, you know, 445. But for a solid hour, it was 13-inch crappie, 14-inch crappie, 15-inch crappie, 13-inch crappie. And they were all just thick and massive and had shoulders and it was a, again, it wasn't an all day thing, but that, that hour was, was lights out. And so, and, and that particular lake, if you didn't have a track machine, you weren't, and by that I mean a snowmobile. If you didn't have a snowmobile, you weren't getting out. Uh, there was so much flush and, and junk. But as, you know, as we get cold here, a lot of that flush is starting to freeze up. Just, you're just going to have to proceed with caution. You know, you have a plan B or a plan C um but yeah the the panfish bite and the good news is that panfish bite can go until april right like like we're halfway through the ice fishing season when it comes to panfish and you know you can get into some giant bluegills you can get in some giant crappies um and uh yeah it's it's that that's a, a that's a, I i don't want to say a guarantee but but if, if you put in your homework and you do your study and you can you can have a pretty you can have world class pan fishing right over here.
1: And do, are you doing anything special, especially when you were catching those crappies? Anything tactic wise special there?
0: We were using uh, rip and wraps, the ultra light rip and wrap There's a number three and there's a number four. Um, and and we were just aggressively jigging the whole time. And then when a fish engaged, we didn't stop jigging. But, but instead of a big up and down, we, we, we kept, you know, fluttering that, fluttering that rip and wrap or that, yeah, fluttering the, the rip and wrap. The, the other thing, and, and I don't know if this was a thing or if it was just coincidence, but the boy, it was the boy and I, and he was reeling the, he was reeling the bait. We were about 15 feet of water and he would reel the bait all the way up and then let it flutter down. And for whatever reason, maybe it was just timing. our coincidence but after he would do that fish seemed to appear and then we would go into a you know a steady rhythm of jigging and then as the fish got engaged we'd we'd make those strokes shorter and tighter but you we never let it sit still if you let it sit still they they seem to get bored so
1: so there you go plenty to be done out on the otter tail if you want to head uh, west of the brainerd area not too far of a drive and as eric said there's some pretty good fishing out there now if somebody's looking for something to do the weekend of february 1st eric uh, you got some fun events going on there little thing we call otc on ice
0: yeah that's uh that's happening you know the big question obviously with all these ice conditions is is, is otc on ice happening again and the answer is absolutely yes when we, when we started this event we it's it, it's different it's different we try and We tried, you know, we did that on purpose. This event is is basically a music festival with other stuff around it. So it's first and foremost, it's a music festival. So we have a big, huge tent, 50 feet by 150 feet. Well, we've decided to move that off of the lake this year, and we're going to put it at the Thumper Pond parking lot. Um, And we have six bands. On Friday night, we have Whiskey Business and 32 Below. On Saturday, we have the White Iron Band. We have Corey Medina and Brothers. We've got Patrick Murphy, and we've got Tiger Lily. So we've got, at the very least, you're going to come and hear some cool music. We've got some some local blue breweries that are supporting us. Outstate Brewing is going to have beer on tap. Um, and then there's some other fun things to do. There's a snowmobile trail ride at 11 o'clock on Saturday. There's a beanbag toss tournament. There's a uh, Special Olympics Polar Plunge. That's happening February 1st. That is at. That'll still be on Honor Till Lake. And then we're doing... To try to make this event as county-wide as possible, we're doing an online fishing derby with the Fish Donkey app, and um, you can go fish any lake in Arkel County. We're giving away prizes for for longest walleye, longest pike, longest crappie, longest bluegill. Starting January 24th to February 1st, go out, catch a fish, take a picture with the Fish Donkey app, and uh, you could win some prizes. So, so yeah, January 31st and February 1st. Uh, it'll be a, if you're going to if you if you're, if you're going to pick a weekend to come check us out, that'd be a good weekend to come check
1: us out. For sure. And if people want more information on the event, Eric, where can they find that?
0: OTConice.com.
1: There you go. I've been out there for it a few times. It is a fun fun event, no doubt about that. And also speaking of events, uh people are already thinking about open water. I know I've talked to a lot of people who are sick of winter already. Yeah. Um, hey, Governor's Fishing Opener is happening on Otter Tail this year.
0: Yeah, and and again it we're 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 trying to make the the two thousand twenty Governor's fishing opener as as countywide as possible. So um there will be certain activities that take place on Ottertail Lake. You know, there'll be a send off and a shore lunch and those types of deals. Um and those will be on Otter Tail Lake. But again, we're gonna use this fish donkey app and we're inviting the general public to come and uh beat the governor at his own fishing derby if you will if <laughs> you can fish any lake in ottertale county we're, we're not giving away a truck or ten thousand dollars cash or anything like that it's more about uh, bragging rights and, and maybe a traveling trophy but but we've got some fun games planned um to really try to highlight you know we we have more lakes in ottertale county than any other county in the united states i don't know about alaska but in the continental u.s down here in the lower 48 and so our goal with the Governor's Fishing Operator is to really try to highlight the, the number of lakes that we have in the, in the diverse outdoor recreation opportunities. So, yeah, it, it's going to be, a, it's going to be a fun one.
1: Yeah. So looking forward to that as well, uh, coming up here this spring and more on that, uh, as we get closer to it. Cause Brainerd Outdoor is going to be very, uh, heavily involved as well. That's Eric Osberg with the Outdoor Report. You can check him out at theoutdoorreport.com. Eric's all over social media as well. Uh, anything else you wanted to add, Eric, before we let you go?
0: No, just just a reminder. Again, you can't check the ice with a calendar. Just so whatever you know, just don't be afraid to whatever vehicle you're using or however you're moving around. Don't be afraid to punch more holes than than you normally would because this is a goofy year, um, and 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 we just you know we got to take a safety first approach. And if anybody asks why we did what we did with OTC on ice, moving the big tent, we just we had to take a safety first approach, and so we did.
1: Yeah, so if there's anything you take away from this week's show, you can't check the ice with a calendar. So...
0: You can't check the ice with a calendar. It does not work. <laughs>
1: there you go. Eric, I appreciate it, buddy. We'll talk to you soon, okay? Yep. thanks, Brian. More of Brainerd Outdoors after this on B93.3.